sake that we're able to strengthen ourselves to to work to work to better to better ourselves to help help ourselves we're all put in, put in this world for a very very important purpose each and every person is put in this world in order to to accomplish a lot and it's something that it's very difficult for a person to really truly grasp for a person to really understand why he's in this world the neshama comes from a very very high place and the neshama our souls are very very connected to Hashem and each and every one of us has a very unique mission and nobody else can fulfill each person is put on this world during a certain amount of time each person grows up in a certain home each person has uh, a different personality some people are are more confident some people are less confident some people have more desires than others some people are able to focus more some people are distracted some people have amazing relationships and are very good at, with people and they connect very well with people and some people have a lot of difficulty connecting to people and no two uh, people are alike from the time of Adam Rishon from the time of the creation of the world until the end of time no person is able to fulfill your purpose you are the only one who is able to fulfill your purpose in life and one of the goals in life is for a person to learn himself as Rabbi Yisrael Salanter says we spend a lot of time trying to know God and believe in ourselves and the goal is to try and believe in God and learn to know ourselves the goal of life is to understand yourself to understand what my strengths are to understand what my weaknesses are to understand what makes me tick what doesn't make me tick what makes me uh, happy? What doesn't make me happy? What desires am I giving into? What is my anger? What's my laziness? To really, really try and understand oneself. Yitzhahara, and then I, then I want to hear from all of you. I'll take questions and comments. Yitzhahara always wants to, for you to focus, for a person to focus on the negative. Yitzhahara always wants you to focus on what you're not doing what you're missing, and what's not good. That's what the Yitzhahara wants. The Yitzhahara wants you to think you're bad. The Yitzhahara doesn't want you to think that you can change. The Yitzhahara wants you to think that you're stuck. The Yitzhahara wants you to take all beautiful things, right? We'll just, I'll just take, pick one example, and then I'll, I'll, uh, uh, I want to hear from all of you. The Yitzhahara takes something like a, uh, a yomtiv like Yom Kippur, which is which is a happy day. Yom Kippur is, is one of the happiest days on the Jewish calendar. Why? It's a day where, where, where the Jewish people are forgiven for all their averas. It's a day of tremendous connection of us and Hashem. And what does the Yitzhahara do? The Yitzhahara turns that into, into dread and guilt and I'm bad, whatever it is. As opposed to, it's an opportunity for me to cleanse myself. It's an opportunity for me to connect to Hashem, the Yitzhahara always likes to twist everything from good into bad. That's what the Yitzhahara loves 
to do. He, li- he likes to take you, a person, and, and, uh, and be negative. Like we said, the, the Yitzhahara is compared to the fly. What does a fly do? A fly always finds the lowest uh, garbage, always finds if you have a wound and a cut and you're bleeding, the, f- the fly will find it. Because that's what the Yitzhahara loves to do. Yitzhahara loves for you, you could be having a great day and you did one thing wrong. Yitzhahara makes it that all you think about is all the Averis you've done. You can't think about all the good you've done, but you think of, oh yeah, a guy, what, what happens? A guy pushes himself to come to yeshiva. A guy pushes himself to go to Shachras. A guy pushes himself, but he's, uh, okay, he's spacing out a little bit. He has a tough Shachras, he has this. What does he say? Oh gosh, uh, look how bad, oh gosh, you can't even concentrate during Shachras. You're spacing out during Shir, you're this. What about the fact that you came to Shir? What about, about the fact that you came to Yeshiva? What about the fact that you came to Shachras, whatever it is? So Yitzhahara always wants you to focus, wants us to focus on negative. Now, how does a person beat that? The way a person beats the Yitzhahara is by, by trying as best as he can to learn. You have to learn, it's like a muscle. You wanna to learn to have gratitude, you wanna to learn to be thankful. The more a person is thankful in his life, the more a person wakes up in the morning and says, thank you, whether you journal, right? I would advise people to write, either you write thank yous, or you can talk to somebody else, share with somebody else the, the gifts of I'm so thankful that I'm alive, I'm thankful that I'm, that I'm breathing, I'm thankful that I have clothing, I'm thankful that I have food, I'm thankful whatever level you're on, a person is able to be thankful. Thankful people are happy people. That's a fact. Thankful people are happy people. That means if you're sad, it means that you're not so thankful. And that doesn't mean inside your heart you're not thankful. But a person who says it, and a person who says, I'm so thankful, whatever, whatever the affirmations, and the more a person says it, we need to bombard ourselves with love and positivity. A person could do that with affirmations, a person could do that, but it's something that a person has to learn to do. People are waiting to flick a switch and say, okay, I got it, I'm now a positive person. I'm a positive person right now. Doesn't work like that, right? As, uh, as the line on the quote chat, motivation does not last, positivity does not last, neither does bathing. That's why we recommend it daily. So it's the same exact thing. Learning Hilchas Lashon Hara, learning not to talk about other people, learning to work on yourself is something that's a daily, daily, daily. It's like brushing your teeth. It's like taking whatever, if a person takes, uh, right? I, I happen to take uh, medication for, for uh, um, high cholesterol, for high blood pressure. I've been taking it for many years. That's what I do every day, I take my medicine. Now, what's more important for me to do is to take my medicine of positivity and love every day. And a day that I miss doing that, a day that a person does not talk and say his positivity and love, you will feel. Imagine you don't tell your kid, I love you. Imagine chas v'shalom. Imagine you don't tell your, your child, I love you, I love you. Have a wonderful day. Imagine missing an opportunity to tell your wife, I love you, honey. Have a wonderful day. Imagine missing an opportunity 
to tell your child, I love you, have a wonderful day. One of my relatives told us, I remember hearing this when I was a kid, said the world outside is not a world where you're going to get, I love you, I love you, I love you. You go to school, you go to, especially kids go to school, right? It's tough. You get on the bus, some kid could be not nice to you. You go to class, some this can happen to you. You go to your teacher, your teacher could do this, could be a little bit obnoxious to you. But in your home, your mother, your father, what do, what do we want? We want, God willing, everyone here wants to be married with children. You want to say every day to your child, I love you, I love you, you're wonderful, I love you. You know what that does to a child when you do that? When they say, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, you tell your wife, I love you. You tell the people you love them that you love them. So now what about yourself? Then you don't need love. And especially if you grew up and you didn't get certain love. And you're missing certain love languages. And you're missing. So, so who is the one who's going to be responsible to learn to love yourself? At the end of the day, your wife can love you. At the end of the day, your spouse can love you. But if you don't love yourself, if you don't have heart love within yourself, if you don't have 60%, 70%, 80%, it's going to be very, very difficult for a person. It's like positivity. If you don't have positivity in your life, in your brain, if your brain is always negative, 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 someone could say one positive thing, but you're going to kill that with your hundred negative things. Unless a person learns to train his brain, and you can do it, you could do it. It takes time, just like working, working out. A guy says, okay, I want to be, I want to be strong. If a person wants to train his brain to learn to be more loving to himself, more positive to himself, he could do it. But it's something that a person needs to do. That's why we start off with purity of speech every day. The reason we start off with purity of speech, because I want to look around and I want to see every person. I want to see, oh, that person's beautiful. I want to look everywhere I look. I want to see beauty. Oh, we don't always see beauty. The reason we don't see beauty is because our glasses that we're wearing from ourselves might be dirty and might be negative. When you're angry, everyone around you is, you could be angry at everybody around you. When you're negative, everybody around you. If you ever are in that zone, if you're ever in a zone where you're like sitting around and you look around and you're like, oh, I hate that guy and that guy's this, and everyone around you is bothering you, that is a sign. That is a sign that your self-talk your talk to yourself is that same way. When you're like, Ugh. in a bad mood, it's not anyone around you. It's yourself. That's the problem. The problem is that you yourself are, are not sending the messages of love within yourself. And therefore, it gets caught with other people. Okay, question, comments, and then we'll do the halacha. Please. Yeah. Noel, Yakum, come on. Exactly. Beautiful. If everywhere you if everywhere if everywhere you say that again, you walk around this smells terrible. And look under your own shoe. 
Right. Beautiful. 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 And I, I, they say there was an animal. I, I remember once reading that there's an animal that that uh, that always wanders around, and it wanders around because it feels that it's being chased. It's always wandering around. It's being chased because it hears footsteps, and they they have a scientific, you know, experiment on it, whatever it is, and it ends up that it's its own footsteps that it's, that it's afraid of. Right? When a person has, has anxiety, when a person has these things, so he's saying, oh, I'm afraid of the flight, I'm afraid of flying, I'm afraid of, you know, uh, you know the, whatever it is, whatever your fear is, your fear ultimately lies within yourself. Beautiful, beautiful, Yaakov. Chaim Yaakov, yeah. Rebbe, what Rebbe was saying before about how your spouse can love you, but you don't have self-love. Right. I just like the analogy that Rebbe always uses. Like, it's a good picture in my head. Like, the one with the cup. Yes. Like, you could fill up the cup as much as you want, but if there's a hole in the Beautiful. cup. Beautiful. Okay, so we'll do that. Chaim Yaakov, right. It's true. If you have a cup that has a hole in the cup, no matter how many times you fill it up, so someone could fill it up with love. Here you go. Here's all the love. Ah, that feels so good. Great. What happens five minutes later, ten minutes later, depending how big your hole in the cup is, what happens? It's empty. So if you don't learn, now the hole in your cup could be different stuff. A person has to try and understand what it is, the hole in his cup. It could be he has a trauma, could be he has shame. Those are much harder sometimes to fill up, right? If a person is escaping, usually if you are a major escaper, which means that you are um, very much escaping on your phone. If you spend a lot of time on your phone, um, if you spend uh, time drinking, if a person spends time smoking, if those are things that are, that are really, really part of your life, most of the time those are signs that there's a hole and that it's very, you're, there's something that is very painful, very painful for you. Most of the time that's, that's what it's a sign of. All of us have pain. All of us have holes sometimes in our cup, depending on how, uh, how quick it empties. If it's very quick that it's empty, then uh, usually that's a sign that a person needs to really address. Um, and he could have the whole world, right? Why is it that all these rock stars and these actors, right? Why are they, why are they committing suicide? Why are they miserable? Why do they have to do all the, the, the stuff they have to do? The rock star, the guy's a rock star. The guy's famous, so what's the problem? Everyone loves him. And was like, ah, ah, you know, people crying, right? Crying when they see them. Oh my gosh! I mean, right? Who wouldn't want to be, you know, in, in those shoes of everyone loves me, everyone loves me? But what's the, what, what, what's the problem? They're empty inside. They're empty inside. If you're empty inside, every person can tell you you're good looking. Every person can tell you you're smart. Every person can tell you you're capable. Every person can tell you you're beautiful. Every person can tell you this. You won't believe a soul. You won't believe anyone. And by the way, the opposite is true also. If a person has self-love, and a person really works on himself, you know how powerful you could be? Of course. Of course it hurts when people don't accept you. Of course it hurts when people don't approve of you. You know how good of a feeling that is for a person to say, you know what, okay, it hurts me that this person doesn't approve of me, it hurts me that this person doesn't whatever, but I know who I am. To have a sense of self, to say between me, myself, and I, I know who I am. And that's really where Lashon Hara starts. 
Lashon Hara comes from the fact that I need someone else to make me feel good. Now again, it's normal that we have people who make us feel good. It's good to have a good friend who lifts you up. It's good to have uh, Rebbeim. It's good to have, of course, your parents, people you're close to you, siblings who could help. Of course, it's beautiful that you get the support. But is that your, is that your essence of who you are? Where are you getting your happiness from? Where am I getting my self-confidence from? Where am I getting my sense of self-worth? Where does that come from? And when a person learns to get it independently, and a person learns that I can get it myself, you can go on a walk, you can listen to some music, you could go and do something, go jog, you could go to the beach yourself. If you could spend time alone, like I said the other day, if you could get yourself a notebook, you can get yourself a notebook that is all about me, about journaling, about my life. Wouldn't it be amazing to follow, you know, you, you guys know this more than I do. I did not grow up with this. I, I'm, I'm not a social media, zero connection to social media. WhatsApp is the extent of my, my social media. But you guys grew up where people follow other people's lives, right? Is that, is that what happens? People follow stats, right? So I'm saying, well, am I following my life? If I'm not following my own life, why am I not taking pictures of myself and showing myself? Oh, look what I had for breakfast. Nice. Let me journal. Wow, look what I did for look what I did this afternoon. Look what I did today. Look what I did this week. Someone else's life that I'm willing to follow. That's the world that we live in. But my own life is not valuable enough for me to follow. That's something that a person wants to ask himself how I could begin to do that. And when a person begins to follow his life, and a person begins to really invest in his life, that's when a person begins to live a different life. That's when you begin to experience all the wonderful things that you want to experience. Okay, question, comments? Now we'll do the halacha. Okay. Revealing, we're on day 9, page 36. Revealing that someone did an Avera. In the event that you see someone doing something wrong, you see him doing an Avera, you are not allowed to talk about it. Moreover, you're supposed to, moreover, a person is supposed to judge the person favorably. So what could you think? What could a person think if he sees someone doing something wrong. Number one, you could say, it's pikuach nefesh, he has to do it. You could say that he wasn't aware that there's anything wrong with what he's doing, or he thought that it was maybe a stringency, he didn't realize that he um, is not allowed to do it, or you could also assume that the person did teshuva already. So even if a person goes ahead and sees someone doing something wrong, um, a person can go ahead and judge either the guy, right? You see a person driving on Shabbos, but you say, okay, maybe they're driving to the hospital. Maybe they're, uh, they're going, they work for Hatzalah, whatever it is, they're, they're, uh, they have to drive. Or that he doesn't know that there's anything wrong with, with driving, or he didn't think that it's a real isser, or he did shuvah when he got home, whatever, whatever happened. 
Okay, question, comments on that? And then we'll begin a little. Yes, yeah, Shimon. Especially as we come close to Yom Kippur and we are, you know, we want Hashem to have mercy on us. Uh, Chazal tell us very clearly, if you want mercy on you, have mercy on someone else. That's the way Hashem runs the world. Hashem runs the world by showing us other people who are just like us. Just like us. Hashem shows us that person, your roommate, might be just like you. That person in your life might be just like you. And what happens when you see them doing something wrong, or you see them acting a certain way, and you give them the benefit of the doubt, that's an opportunity. I think it's brought down that Hashem doesn't judge anyone. Hashem gives you the, the judgment on yourself. No one, Hashem doesn't judge anyone. He lets you be like Nasan Anavi and Davna Melech, he lets you ju- be the judge. So when you're judging other people, really ultimately you're like, oh, that guy did this. Oh, what a terrible guy. This guy, this. Oh, this, that. So you're ultimately judging yourself. But if you go ahead and you're like, ah, oh, that guy probably did it for this reason. Ah, oh, that guy probably has this story. And you make up in your mind stories that are beautiful, merciful, chesed stories. So that is the judgment that a person gets on himself. Unbelievable. And just to end off, in uh, as far as lush and hara, just remember when people are talking about other people, it comes from their own insecurities. Some people who think, "Oh, I'm spending time," right? Sometimes, especially when you're a little bit younger, and the people who are confident and they could put down this person and they could do this to that person and they could say negative about that person, ultimately that comes from weakness. A person who's able to be quiet, a person who's able not to say something, a person who's able to hold elbow, which is very hard. When a person is hurt by somebody, a person's insulted by somebody, and they're able not to hit back, it's one of the hardest things for a person to do. But a person who does that, the Gemara says, it's like he's holding up the world. Tola Eretz Alblima. He's literally holding up the world if a person can, can see the negative. And one of the eights is when you see negative, is to say, it's okay that I'm seeing negative. It's okay that I'm seeing negative. How can I learn from this negative situation? How could I? Sometimes when you take a step back, you say, how could I judge the situation? The first step is not to look at anybody. That's the first. The first goal is try not to look at anybody Try to say, what's, this, what's my business looking at this person? It's not my business. Once you start looking at someone and you start seeing negative, you want to say, what is it that I can learn? What is Hashem sending me? What message 
is Hashem sending me that I'm seeing the negativity in that person? What can I gain? Why am I picking that up? What can I learn from that? Okay, Hashem will help each and every one of us as we're all here to grow. We're all here to work on ourselves. And working on ourselves takes time, takes patience, takes love, a lot of love, a lot of patience, a lot of positivity, a lot of chizik, a lot of encouragement. And Hashem will help each and every one of us. Let us be zocha, us and all the Jewish people, that will only see the good. And when we don't see the good, that's okay also. You could say it's, it's, it's very normal not not to not to see the good. Yeah. It's a short, a very short uh, story. That's took his time coming up. Someone that's sort of came to the to Moshe Feinstein and told him he showed him his estrogue uh, to see if it's uh, the minute to show the uh, a roll to your estrogue to see if it's kosher or not. So he showed it to Moshe Feinstein. Took a look at it, took a picture, and said, "Very nice." He said, "Marov, there's a little spot over here." Like you know what he said, you want to check to look at you that way? Beautiful. It's good. It's good. Beautiful. Good. Beautiful. It's true. Right. A person doesn't want a person no nobody themselves wants to be under the microscope. Nobody themselves wants to be under the microscope. So when it comes to other people, we want to try and forgive. So forgive, forgive. And as the line says, I haven't said this in a while, it's not about letting people off the hook. People like to say, ah, how can I let that guy off the hook? How can I let that person off the hook? It's not about letting people off the hook. It's about taking the hook out of your heart. You're the one who's suffering from what that other person, from the, from the anger of that person. You're the one who's suffering. A person could have done the worst thing to you. There's nothing that that person, that person could, could be, the person could have passed away. The person could be 6,000 miles away. The person doesn't even know. Could be your third grade teacher. Or someone did something to you and you have pain from that person. That person has no idea. You're not gonna call that person out. So where, what is it, what does it help? Now of course, it takes time to heal. It takes time to take the hook out of your heart. But to realize that the hook is in my heart. I'm the one at the end of the day suffering, like we said yesterday from Zalmi. That Zalmi says, it's not your fault. It might not be your fault, but ultimately you are carrying and you're the one holding the pain. You're the one holding whatever it is that you're holding. Okay, beautiful. Hashem will help each and every one of us. Let's learn a little Mesil Tisharim. Hashem will help each and every one of us be blessed to not speak anything negative about anyone, not to see negative. That's something you could pray for, you could daven for. That Hashem helps you only see the beauty in other people, that you only see the beauty in yourself. Imagine living, living a life. Could you imagine this? Imagine living a life where you're just blessing and loving and seeing the good in, in, in everyone. Could you imagine how beautiful and amazing of a life that would be? And you could get there. Every person can get there. It takes time. It takes work. It takes training. It takes years for a person to learn how to be someone who sees the positive, who sees the beauty, who sees the beauty in himself, to see the beauty in others. But it's attainable. It's very, very attainable if it becomes a priority in your life. So Hashem will help us and all the Jewish people. We should be zocha to that. Okay. Um, I'll end off 
with um, with the end of Mishkal Hachasidus, which bas- basically means that you can't judge um, you can't judge things superficially. It's very difficult to judge, as we're even talking about judging. You can't judge um, superficially how a person um, is supposed to act when it comes to certain things. For example, he gives an example. There are many things that could be confusing to a person. What is good for me and what is not good for me. Right? It says a sick person tastes that which is bitter, it tastes sweet. And that which is sweet is bitter. How could you tell if a child is not well, is not, you know, things, he's, he's sick? is if he doesn't have an appetite, if he's not acting himself. He's not, it's one of the ways a person can see a child, specifically a child. Child's supposed to be vibrant, he's happy, he's excited. You could tell a child if he's not happy, if he's, if he's laying in bed, if he's you know, depressed, if he doesn't have an appetite. Now, when it comes to us, and this is what's very, very important. When a person becomes 18, 19, 20, 21, what are the signs of a person not being well as well when you become 17, 18, 19? It might not be an appetite. You might have a great appetite. But a person wants to try and define what are things that are unhealthy for me. What are signs of things that are unhealthy for me. When a person goes ahead and a person is not happy, when a person is not waking up in the morning, when a person doesn't have drive. So those might be normal things for a person sometimes to have when you're a teenager, when you have difficulty with certain things, but a person wants to challenge himself. As I've said many times, being excited about life is not a luxury. It's not a luxury to be excited about life. That's a necessity for a person to live in this world. And when a person's 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, these are the days. This is the time where a person wants to figure out how I could be hungry, how I could be excited, how I could be passionate about something. If you think about it, when a person's going to medical school, when a person's going to law school, when a person wants to begin his business career, he's not waiting till he's 25, 30. That's when a person is already post. The when, when does a person begin that? He begins that when he's 18, when he's 19, when he's 20, when he's 21, when he's 22. That's when a person begins to build his life. And what happens is that's why the Yetzirah, that's why the attraction of of not doing that is very, very strong when you're 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. The reason it's so strong is because the trajectory of your life at this stage in your life is very, very, very powerful. It's very powerful. It affects what type of girl you're going to marry. It affects what your, what your excitement of what you're going to do in life is going to be. And the more a person is able to figure out within himself and to say, okay, what are the things that I'm doing? It might be sweet. It might feel good for me to 
to be a certain way. It might feel good. That's why it's sometimes very important. A lot of guys uh, uh, gain a lot when they go to the army. Why do they gain a lot when they go to the army? Because the army forces a person to be productive. The army forces a person to have purpose. Okay, it's not the it's not the end. It's not the end. The person doesn't say, "Okay, I want to be in the army for the rest of my life." But what it does is, when a person's 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, it's one of the biggest challenges that a person has is to find his passion, find the things that you love and that excite you about your day, that excite you about your life. Question, comments, please. Davey, somebody. I mean, how does one yeah. become excited about life? That what? How does one become excited about life? Oh, so Nachi, that's what I was waiting for. Nachi says, how does somebody become excited about life? So the first step, just to answer Nachi's question, the first step is for a person to, to acknowledge the fact that I want to be excited about life. Purpose is one's greatest Alarm clock. Having a purpose. And now purpose doesn't have to mean that you know your purpose on this planet. Purpose could be what are my dreams and what are my goals for the week. If a person doesn't have goals, if a person doesn't have goals to say, my goal is I'd like, right? Readers are leaders. People who read, people who take a book, if you think about it, if you think about it, if, you, if a person begins to read every day, he reads 10 pages a day of a book, which takes him a half hour. All it takes is a half hour a day. Half hour a day, 45 minutes a day. You could do nothing the rest of the day. You take a half hour a day, 45 minutes a day, you start a book. It'll take you a few weeks. It'll take you a few weeks to finish a book. Imagine if you finish 10 books in, sorry, 10 books in a year. Imagine a person finishes, right? Now he's saying, how do I become excited about my life? Does it, have you read anything about what, what life is? Have you read anything about, about happiness? What if I have? What? What if I have? How many books? I just go to this year, I go to this year, I know what happiness is. Okay, so then what, yeah? So, you, so then what? So I'm still not excited about life. So what does a person do if he's still not excited about life? Huh? Yeah. More. What? More. I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. If I didn't know, I wouldn't be asking. Right. So, I mean, what, what, yeah? I think maybe to answer this question, I know for myself sometimes I wake up and a little down, not feeling so excited. But, like, when I realize, like, the opportunity that I have every day, the opportunity to get towards Kashan, the friends that I have, when I just realize the reality of my real life, I get excited about it. I get, like, you can talk to people, you can grow, you get closer to the people around you, you can close to Hashem, you can get more information, you could, you could do amazing stuff, you can do crazy things in this world. And like when you start thinking about it, you just get excited. Right. So like being being not excited is not like it's not like, ooh, I have to I have to find stuff to be excited. Just being not excited is a lack of MS. And to be excited just to know reality, you're just automatically excited. Beautiful. 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 Oh, thank you. Thank you. I think I think a lot of it also what what uh, what maybe Nafi is asking is that um, 
I think part of it sometimes also is is um, when we don't realize the, the, the gifts, we don't realize what we have. When a person is sometimes only focusing on what he's lacking, when a person realizes that he has everything, when a person realizes that he has all the tools that, that, that are there for, for me to become whatever it is that I want to become. Sometimes a person is always looking at what's missing. And they're not looking at, look at all the gifts that I have. Look at all the blessing that I have. Why do I have all this blessing? Why did Hashem give me health? Why did Hashem give me food? Why does Hashem give me all of these, these things? When a person sees all the good that he has, when a person works on, and like we said before, when a person, happy people are people who are thankful people. They, they, they acknowledge and they realize if a person doesn't feel that, wow, I, life is here for me. Life is here for me. So then maybe they're not aware of all the gifts, right? They say if a person wants to be excited about life and uh, be happy, go, go to a hospital. Go visit people who are, who are sick. Go visit people who are, who are not able to do what you're going to do. Suddenly you're like, okay, i got to take advantage of what I have. A lot of times we don't, we don't realize, and we have to remind ourselves, like we said, a lot of it is laziness. Sometimes we just want it to be automatic. We want to just feel, sometimes we don't realize that we have to generate our excitement. We have to generate our happiness. Yeah, Shimon. And then we'll end off with that. You're asking a good question. I mean, why isn't it like that? I think that it's not because I think that um, it's very personal. When a person really realizes that today is a gift, when a person truly realizes that my hands and my eyes, that the fact that I'm alive, the fact that I'm, I'm well, the fact that I have, I'm in Eretz Yisrael, the fact that no one's, you know, chasing me, and a person constantly re- realizes the gifts that he has that are so that are so deep. It's not a view that you're seeing that you can get that you can that can get boring. When a person realizes that every day is a blessing, when a person realizes that every day of my life is my life. You know, a lot of times we wait. I think Nachi, this is part of it also. I think a lot of it times we're waiting for something to say, okay, now this is my life. We're waiting. Everyone's waiting. When you're 20, you're waiting till you're 25. When you're single, you're waiting. Oh, when I get married, that's when I'm starting my life. And then when I get married, it's oh, when I have children, I'm starting my life. And then when I have children, oh, it's when I become 30, 35. When I have this, that's when I'm starting my life. When I'm at 35, when I hit my first million dollars, when I hit this, then I'm starting my life. We're always pushing off my life. Everyone's always pushing off and saying, oh, this is where my life is going to start. But when a person realizes that, no, 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 it's right here, right now. Why am I going to be any, why am I going to be any happier in five years from now, in ten years from now? 
Or why am I going to be any, any more miserable? I'll be, I'll be as miserable as I am in five years from now, ten years from now. Yes, Yehuda. Right. A little louder, yeah. I think one of the one of the the most important thing is when a person begins to realize when a person begins to realize that that every day that a person you know we're we're talking about the the line that I was saying is being excited about life I just want to clarify what it means is is that it's like happiness people think happiness is a person walking around all day going ha 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 I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy. Happiness is malash and tzmicha. When a person is simcha and tzmicha are the same, growth. When a person is growing, when a person is developing, when a person realizes, I have today, it's 11.24. I have today in front of me. Today is Monday. What can I do today? How can I make the best out of today? And you know what? Today will never, ever, ever, ever exist ever again. Today will never ever exist ever again. And tomorrow's not here yet. Because once tomorrow comes, then tomorrow becomes today. And yesterday, there's nothing I can do about yesterday. Nothing. The greatest thing I could do for yesterday is I could have a better today. The best thing I could do for tomorrow is have a great today. I think when a person is focused on what's right in front of him, he's able to get more excited. I think when a person is always thinking of what's gonna be in a week from now, what's gonna be in a month from now, what's gonna be in a year from now, what's gonna be in five years from now, for sure. If you ever find yourself not doing something now because you're worried about five years from now, or you're worried about your past, then that's going to suck out of you any, right, what is it? Comparison is the thief of joy. Comparison is the thief of joy. Once a person starts comparing, and you start thinking, oh, well, I got this, I did this last year, I'm gonna do this next year, I got this, I got that, and he doesn't realize what's right in front of him. As the Chavetz Chaim says, These things, right in front of me. The goal is, Take what's right, take from a, imagine a person says from 11.30 to 12.30, what am I doing? What am I doing from 11.30 to 12.30? And he has a focus, and he says, okay, what am I doing from 11.30 to 1.30? What am I doing today? What am I doing this afternoon? When a person lives in that world, he gets a different type of excitement for his life, as opposed to, okay, I got 10 years, I got this, I got that, I don't know, what, I don't know what's going on. But when a person realizes the gift of today, 
And a person realizes that every moment, and, and you know what? That's why it's called Arichas Yamim. The reason it's called Arichas Yamim, long life, means you have long days. Arichas Yamim Vishanim is that a person is able to live Avram Vesaras Zakanim Vayim Bayamim. They experience every day. And you know what also that helps you with? It helps you not being scared of your future, and it helps you not living in your past. That, oh, I, the only reason we think we can't do anything, the only reason you think you can't do anything is because you didn't do it in the past, or you failed in the past. But if a person would realize, I could do anything. I could do anything that I choose to do. If I want to become a Talmud Chacham, I could become a Talmud Chacham. If I want to become rich, I could become rich. If I want to be happy, I can learn to be happy. And, and, and once you begin the journey, once you begin the journey, then you will arrive. Hashem should help each and every one of us. We should all be Zoha, especially at Erev Yom Kippur. Hashem should help each and every one of us. Is that life is the greatest gift that a person can have. Life, just the fact that you're alive, the fact that you're a Jew, the fact that you're in Eretz Yisrael, the fact that you're in Yeshiva, the fact that you want to grow, the fact that you want to change, and, and if a person has difficulty with that, and it's difficult, so then a person can ask for help. He could say, maybe I've read a lot of books. Maybe I've heard a lot of shiurim. Or maybe there's something missing inside. Maybe I've got to talk to somebody about what's missing inside. Maybe there's something that I'm not doing right. And once a person begins that journey, you could literally, literally, literally change anything in your life. The greatest thing, the Gra, the Gra says the greatest Gehenim is the second that the lights are out and you can't change. That's the greatest Gehenim. Forget about the, what a person did wrong in this world, whatever it is. The second a person can't change anymore and you're stuck, that's why depressed people, it's very depressing. The reason it's very depressing is because they feel they can't change anything. They can't do anything. When a person realizes, I, can, I have Bechira, I can change anything. I could change my life. I could live whatever life I want. There's no greater feeling in the world than that. Shem should help us all not be worried about our avar, averas, malashin, avar. Don't worry about your past. Don't be worried about what's going to be in the future. Hashem should help all of us to be able to focus on what's right in front of us, to make, create, and have the best day that we possibly could have for today, just for today. You know, when people, when, people talk, when people talk about, you know, tithes and stopping to give in to their de- desires, and then they say, how can I do it for the next, for the rest of my life? Don't think about doing it for the rest of your life. Say, today I want to choose to be happy. A person says, oh, how am I going to be happy? Say, today I'm going to try to be 2% more happy than I was yesterday. I'm going to try and have 2% more gratitude today than I had yesterday. I'm going to learn... Two more, right? This is Dovi Sour. You remember this line, Dovi? The percentage, right? Dovi Sour right here. Dovi Sour said, yeah. Dovi Sour. Listen to what he said. Dovi Sour says if a person upgrades 2 3% every, what was the percentage? 1%, he said. 1% every year. If you change your, yourself, what, let's say everyone here is at 20% maximum of their life. We'll give everyone a little bit more. 30% will be easier that way. Let's say everyone's, everyone's functioning at 30% full capacity, which is pretty low. Let's say you're at 30% and you upgrade every year 1%. 1%. By the time you're 
Well, do the math. By the time you're 100, I guess. By the time in, in, uh, in 70 years from now, you'll be at 100%. That's if you do 1%. So if you upgrade yourself 1% a day, a half a percent a day, you push yourself, I want to upgrade 1% more of Torah, of happiness, of self, self-help, of emotional help. 1%. What's 1%? It's nothing. 1% I'm going to change a day. In a month, you're up 30%. Instead of saying, oh, i got to do 100%. You upgrade literally 1% of anything. Imagine you say, I'm going to right now feel 1% more happy and thankful to Hashem for my life. 1% more awareness of Hashem. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be 1% less lazy. I'm going to push myself 1% more. It's like nothing. That's, that's where the Yitzhahara gets us. Yitzhahara says it's got to be 100%. I'm either this or I'm that. Hashem will help each and every one of us. Let us be Zoha to continue our amazing growth. Let us be Zoha to realize we could do whatever. We are the captain of our ship. Remember that. There's one thing you remember about Erev Yom Kippur and Yom Kippur is that I can change my life. I can change my life. A three-year-old kid, an eight-year-old kid, an 11-year-old kid, might, you might say, listen, I don't know, you got to listen to mom and dad. You got to do your homework. You got to go to school. You have your siblings telling you this. It could be he could tina and say, I can't change my life. But when you're 18, 19, 20, and you have graduated from your dependency stage in life. You can do whatever it is. You can choose. You want to stop doing stuff? You could stop doing things. You want to add to your schedule to do things? There's nothing stopping us from living the life that we want to live. That's one of the greatest responsibilities that a person could say, I'll hate. You know who he's got to ask forgiveness from? He's got to ask forgiveness from himself. God forgives us all. You've got to ask forgiveness for yourself to say, I am cheapening and not living the life that I can possibly live. I've got to look at myself in the mirror and I've got to say, wow, I, I apologize that I didn't realize how great I am. I didn't realize how much I can do. I didn't realize what I can be. That's something that a person can do. And that's if you do it every day. Every day a person goes ahead, start, not every day, start with today. Say, I want to live today on a higher level. I want to learn to live today. And if I'm not, I'm not, I don't have to blame myself. I can take full responsibility. Shem will help each and every one of us. Let's continue growing together. It's an honor to, uh, to be with all of you, to be in this year. It's an honor to talk about Hilchus Lashon Hara. It's an honor to talk about growth. It's an honor and it's a blessing that we have to have this opportunity every day to learn how to better ourselves. And anyone who sits here, anyone who's here, is, is, is an incredible testimony on, on your desire to better yourself and better yourself and better yourself. And that is what life is about. So let's be Zoha to create an amazing day. Shkoch, everybody.